annoyed when someone says, there we go, carrying on. I get really annoyed when people fucking talk during their sets. It's annoying, isn't it? Is the reason I've just started the recording, guys, is because I thought we were having a good chat, and sometimes we have a good chat for about half an hour, and then we're like, Oh, we should probably start recording. So, we were yeah. just talking about people talking during sets, or like basically when it's for show, they'll like either scream, you know, during the set, or on rep three, or they'll say, Fucking come on, you cunts, and <laughs> two reps in. Sorry, yeah. sorry for anybody that doesn't like that word. They're about sorry two for anyone that like the C word. I do, sorry we do for apologize. <laughs> sorry, for anyone. <laughs> sorry for anyone that is a cunt. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like you, people will know what we mean. Is that your yeah. mom? <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. Hey, Dan, you're right. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's annoying, isn't it? And I always said we were saying like it is for show. It's like for how hard I train, how hard you train. And in reality, it's like if you're in a set and you're even saying stuff like that, I'd question you. Even like I, it, it would take me out the set. You know, if like, and it would like that preset sort of the, the yeah, preset, preset ritual to sort of get you switched on is different for everyone and some people might be, might be more vocal some people might be more quiet like that's fine and i don't mind like you do whatever you want to get yourself switched on for a set but during a set if you're screaming and shouting and like making noise when especially when you can tell it's not needed like the people like we were saying like if ever in a set like we make a noise or people who make a noise in a set it's usually like they don't actually mean to do it they're yeah. not deliberately making that noise. It's just like a grunt or like a kind of noise when they're struggling. Yeah. yeah. Rather than uh, like, no. fucking come on, three reps in. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's, we said, like with the grunting, like three reps or two reps into a set, it's like, again, like it's not really needed. Like on a leg press, I can understand the first rep because you're like you're getting into it. And after that, like it would throw my brace off completely. You know, you don't, get, you don't do three reps, you don't get that many reps. On a leg press, mate, everything is high rep stuff for me on leg, on leg movements. Anything else, it's one, ones and twos. I mean, I'm literally like, I just do sets of three now and it's all it is. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's one of those. I think people try to demonstrate how hard they train. And unfortunately, with the social media and everything, again, it, always, it makes no sense because you can see in results, you can see in progression the people who are actually training. You don't need to say it. You don't need to emphasize just how hard you're training. Mm. Or, you know, like it's, I don't know. You know it, no one knows you get, better. You get to a point, you get to a point where, like, especially now, like, I must have watched tens of thousands of form videos. Yeah. How many do you reckon you watch there? Genuinely. I got asked this by a client and I was like, I literally right, wouldn't be able right, to, so I'd love to like write down every single set I watch and yeah. just, you know, like make a note, like have a step. No, you, you, could always, step. you could always look back that day. Like right at the yeah. end of that. I'd probably say on average between 100 and 200. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, ten people. If you think about it, yeah, even if like twelve people send their full session, and it depends on how busy you've been, because like usually clients that are newer will send more things, but like how busy you've been in terms of recent setups, I mean. But Mm. even still, like obviously we have most of our clients still sending some videos from sessions, you know. So yeah, I'd say between one hundred and two hundred, two hundred would be like a really that'd be like oh fucking hell, very busy day. Um, yeah, like where everybody's like sent through all their session of that day, or a lot. Of yeah, it seems to always be like a Monday. Like yeah. Monday, I'm like I check WhatsApp and I'm like, great, that's everyone's Monday session, and it kind of dies off throughout the week, which is fortunate. Yeah, like um, Thursdays not too busy. 
Tuesday, Tuesday not... is always a busy one. Yeah. I feel yeah, like Thursday, yeah, I... quite a lot of people on a rest day. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm the same. I, I think most people. Sunday, but then at the same time, I'm usually like not playing catch-up, but it'll be from the days before. So Sunday will be all right, but Monday will be really busy based off Monday. If Sunday was busy as well, oh, I'd be screwed. <laughs> Come Monday, Tuesday, I'd be like, right, still getting back to ones from a day ago or two days ago. But yeah, it's uh, it would be actually quite cool to, to know. But yeah, when you've watched them, like you've, you've used the analogy before, like, uh, you know, we're a race car driver. Like if you were to watch something and you just know when something is actually taken there. And like, I, I've got plenty of clients who will send and everyone will. Like where you got, you know, they'll send you over a clip and you're like, well, you had loads more. And like, I didn't in the moment. I didn't in the moment. Even, even things like, like even regardless of that though, like yeah. I think it's, it's easy to say you had more. But it's more so things like, you know, assessing what was their breathing like, what was their bracing like, you know, because a lot of the time it, they might be like, well, I didn't have more or they think they, they think that they didn't. But realistically, it's like you're, you're even you're still you're doing 60 percent of what you could in terms of loading because your breathing's yeah. not good, your bracing's oh, not good, your tempos aren't good. Yeah. You're not mentally prepared for the set. So like they think in that set, they think I couldn't have done more in that set. It's like, yeah, to yeah. be fair, you probably couldn't based on your current execution. But yeah, 100%. you need to improve these other things yeah. to be able to get more out of these sets. Yeah, you can't be you can't be intense. You know, your, your intensity can only be as, in, as intense as your accuracy. Like you can take a movement to failure, like especially on like let's say like a pull down. Like you can take a, a, full, a pull down to failure, but actually taking it through the musculature that you're trying to aim to take to failure, not not like highly likely upon someone whose accuracy is poor. Because you're going to be throwing it around. Yeah, you know, initiating with momentum. Like, or on a press, you're just going to be dropping into it, no eccentric control. You're going to be bouncing out from the bottom and having some like uh, stretch reflex at the bottom, and almost just relying upon that normal sort of movement at the bottom of any press. And then you get to it, and you're like, well, that looks like failure, and it is failure, but it's not actually muscular failure. Mm. Or it's not, let's say, pec failure or lat failure on a pull down, for example. So, yeah, accuracy relevant to intensity. That's what it is. I even say you can't be accurate if you aren't efficient with your breathing or your bracing or your stability through the floor like you know it's there's like even more levels to it so yeah we, I think, we need to make a pyramid we need to make a pyramid you know and like copy yeah. and paste on google like all some of those coaches do and they put like the key fundamentals to, to an effective set so well, we need like, like, copy, copy it off google and then just put yeah. at fin kelly coach on it somewhere so it looks like i've made it and then put it on yeah. instagram yeah i guess oh, yeah, i'll do that get, get 12 likes and then do the, I'm looking for five people. Who are <laughs> I'm looking for 12 people who liked my recent post. Please, please, will you contact me about coaching, please? Imagine, <laughs> yeah, literally like a fundamental, it's like the first, but like first block of the pyramid. What would you, it's so hard to categorize because there is obviously, as you mentioned, like bracing, breathing, like where your feet are. And it's also going to be dependent on the actual exercise itself. Like, you know, on a, on a, a press, like your feet position is everything. Like that is like if your feet are in the air, unless you're doing a, a, a flat bench with your legs elevated, you know, to really activate a bit more chest because, you know, you really want to be putting more emphasis on the chest. You know, that's the only exercise where you don't have to plant your feet yeah. or you're doing, you know, you do your legs, you do your abs at the same time. Those keep you up, kicky things, you know, yeah. that people do. Fantastic movement, that full body. Don't, you, 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 don't don't want, you don't want your legs planted then. You don't want your legs planted on a leg raise either, like a knee raise, hanging leg raise. You don't want your legs planted there. No, I'm trying to get more stability. Oh, right. on, on my initial consultation, that's, that's like, like your abs are shit because you're just putting your feet on the floor. 
Yeah, I'm just, I'm like, hey, mate, I can't do this exercise. I'm really trying to plant my feet into the floor and get stable. But like, I really can't raise my knees up. I'm, I'm just struggling. And you're like, yeah, mate, you know, don't worry about it. It looks all right. Catch it looks sound. Week. See you next week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, see you next week. Just to make sure you get a few more reps next week. And I was like, mate, did you get some reps? Yeah, I didn't get any reps. Did you even watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you next week. <laughs> oh, awful. But yeah. Anything more that we need to, to touch upon this little rant? Or? Uh, I don't think so, mate. You want to talk about your YouTube video that's coming out? Yeah, can do. You can talk about yours, mate. Have we spoke about your YouTube video since it came out on Sunday? I don't think so. We haven't. No, we can speak about both of ours. So, uh, episode one. Finn's an episode ahead of me because Peter was booked when I wanted to do second episode. So, Finn's an episode ahead. Um, he's going to be two episodes ahead. You, Finn, you need to slow down. You need to let I won't, because you're uploading on um, Saturday. You're, your second episode is already pretty much ready and i'm doing my second episode tomorrow and you've already done three yeah do you know what i mean yeah but as, if, if pete gets it ready for you for next saturday then you're all right yeah I'll, I'll speak to him about it i'll say i'll pay you a bit extra if you uh, put me ahead of finn's third video give him a blowjob <laughs> yeah a blowjob i said pete give you a blowjob just right now like you can video it if you want don't don't put it on the youtube video mind maybe on a different website but uh but yeah <laughs> you can put mine uh, a little bit earlier <laughs> Yeah, so your first video, um, The Step Up, I still need to think of a name, mate. I, I genuinely haven't got a name. Big Cheat. Like, big Cheat, the, the, the cheating series. You don't need a name. Like, yeah, but I feel like it has to have some cliche fucking... It like, doesn't have to. I don't like that. Like, I, know exactly, like, I know what you mean. Like, I don't like the fact that I've got a name for mine. But I just thought like people tend to buy into a series... And if the series has a name rather than just, oh, Finn's YouTube videos that he's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it potentially is going to get more people involved. And I do think as well, like, if it has meaning behind it, like, if you don't have any meaning behind the name, then just don't have a name for it. Like, you don't, I've got no meaning on videos. I've got no yeah. meaning. Just, you know what I mean? You don't need to. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. I know. Yeah. I'm just going to exactly. call it, like, Road to Pro or something, aren't you? Just go for I it. Hate, I hate no, I that hate as well. It. I hate it as well. But people will be interested yeah that is the annoying thing like i know what you mean it's cliche and i hate it and i agree but yeah. people will like it has, has bear got a jimping up his ass bear has not got a jimping up his ass he's right, turned around there. He, he, he didn't hear bear he just heard jimping he turned around sorry yeah. <laughs> no don't worry so yeah i need to think of some cringy name um so i'll uh what? yes now i think like, no missing or something like that like yeah yeah because you, you, you do say that and you do use that as a phrase yeah Maybe. Can't well, miss. Then in, the, no. in the first video, you get a one rep max, so <laughs> you kind of missed. Yeah, I kind of missed. First video, I missed already. Imagine. I'm funny. No missing. This series video. is over. This series over. That's it. Done. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, I think that's think good. That. Yeah, call it that. No missing. Right. There we go. Decided on the podcast. Thanks, now. Um, so, yeah, that's out Saturday. Uh, it's been ready, but I wanted to kind of get it in line with where the next one would be as i said i think like, you chose a good time on sunday and i'm tempted to say fuck it i'm doing the same time but i thought i'll do saturday for me for you because you know it kind of makes sense for a shift of content because this comes out monday yours comes out sunday mine comes out saturday and it's almost like you know, have to we wait the whole week midweek i know we need to get something out like well what we're gonna do this is what we said didn't we what we'll start doing is we'll make this episode that we'll make like the q a podcast episodes one hour and then we'll do yeah. a half an hour on some topic and we can class that as like the education episodes and we can have an education series and we'll just do we'll pick a topic each week and when we finish this we'll just jump on 
to another one for half an hour and then we'll upload that midweek. That's what we'll start yeah. doing. We'll be like, we'll be like, hey, mate. Oh, my God. How you doing? You're right yeah. on the second one. Like, I like we, haven't we can just sort of day. go straight into it. Like, we'll literally be like, stop this one. Go, And then we'll, we'll have already spoken about what topic we're going to do. We What we can do as well is like some of the questions that we get, we'll just go into bigger. We'll just turn them into you had, bigger. You had a good question you mentioned, didn't you? I can't remember yeah. what it was, but you got a good one. That you, oh, the guy asked, asked me good. if we could cover, um, like, he said that I don't know if you want to do um, recommendations for like full episodes, but if you want to cover uh, how to coach yourself, like how do you do it, you know, what are the best ways of doing it, how do you manage it, et cetera. So we'll do that as more food. No matter what the outcome is, more food. More, more food. food. Anything anything bad happens, more food. Stressed, just have more food. It'll chill you out, mate. Trust me. Push it, just push uh, up. Yeah, three three hundred pounds. That's the goal. More food. <laughs> and no, we'll do. Mate, we'll, we'll, do pounds, people, we'll do like some yeah some questions right. from what people have asked, but also like if we just want to chat about a certain topic, we can go into it for half an hour, and it might not be the most. Like I don't want it to be. I don't want to bring a presentation PowerPoint. Exactly. I want yeah, it's going to it's going to still be the same kind of yeah. yeah, the same kind of sort of structure to these where we chat about something. But right, this is this episode's topic for half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. yeah. We'll do that from next week. Yeah. Like I said, I don't. I don't want to be doing, yeah, I don't want to be doing a presentation like where we bring, like, I want to have some ideas beforehand where we can be like, okay, cool, this is what we mentioned, but I still yeah, want yeah. it to be informative because, again, I just don't think it, it doesn't lead to, like, unless you were literally sat there trying to write notes, I don't think it leads to, like, good retention and then all, if you miss two minutes because yeah. you see something come through on your phone, you know, but, oh, let me, like, and in reality, like, I feel like with this, you can just kind of zone out and just listen to his chat and you can be like, okay, cool, that was a good episode or that was pretty shit. Yeah, I think you can make you know, it sound, about like, really robotic if we've got notes written down and if it's all, like, I'd rather just chat and share the knowledge, share our knowledge in the same way that we do now, but on specific topics for each episode. Yeah, so no, that's it. Um, but in general, mate, how's your week been? I, I always seem to, to ask how the week's been. So how's your week been? Anything to report? Anything special that's happened? Not that I can think of. Fuck all. It's been a Fair good enough. week. Me and Shannon went on Sunday to look at uh, a housing estate in Derby where we're looking to maybe get a house. I don't know whether the one that we want is available. Um, so, yeah, that's oh, what I might help. Might help. Well, if it's it, available. I'm not going to go into it. That's quite a nice house. I'd <laughs> like to live in that. Knock on the door. Knock on the door. Excuse me. I really like your house. Are you house. telling me? Yeah. No, no, it's, it's not, it's not like that, but I'm not going to go into details because I just it'll be too I can't bother to go into it. So yeah, that was good. I think you mentioned it a bit, didn't you? Yeah, it depends. It's yeah, it doesn't matter. Um touchy subject. Finn doesn't want to talk about it. No, it's more it's just a ball ache. Like I'm <laughs> no, not gonna go into no, it. Take, yeah, take like some houses are a leasehold and some houses are a freehold and the differences and shit. Um, but yeah other than that it's been a decent week my back's playing up a little bit more than I'd like I think because of the dumbbell press the high incline dumbbells my back my back is the worst it's been in months and it's I think related to the fact that I have added dumbbells back in so I either keep being stubborn and keep trying to do them or I'll be smart and take them out but what for mate this is the issue you know there's not that much pressing available at yeah, I don't. I don't do a high incline Smith though. I know you and like I wouldn't, mate. You can carry on doing the dumbbells. I'll do the high mm. incline Smith 
because it's just not it's not benefiting me doing the dumbbells. Like like I say, they, they feel like I'm pressing like balloons. Like that's how unstable my scap feels. Is and it's just it, dumbbell presses haven't felt good since my, I've had this issue with my back. And so I, it's just yeah, it's frustrating. But like I say, it's it's one of them. I can either keep trying to run with it, and then just it it's starting to impact my other training now, which is the issue. Mm. Like yeah. I've been fine doing a dumbbell RDL for the past however many months. The other day I couldn't pick up the fifty. I picked it up and it was like a horrendous pain in my back, and I had to drop it down quickly. But I'm not gonna keep doing what I think is causing that. And I think it is the dumbbells because it's flared up more recently when I've only had them in for three weeks. Yeah. And if you think about it, if I've, like I said to you the other day, I've got the issue that I have is scapular instability on the left side. So doing a movement that requires so much scapular stability, like a high inclined dumbbell press probably isn't yeah. the best idea. Yeah, and like I, I even said as well, like I finished the set and it's like, I don't feel like I've trained. I don't feel like I've got anything out of that set because I feel, like I said, the weight's not, doesn't feel heavy, but I just die out mm. because I've got, like, my stability is so poor through that left side. So it is frustrating. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something well, that I'm, I'm going to sort of. Huh? Doing the 50s. Yeah. Weight isn't heavy, you're only doing the 50s. So, you know. Yeah, but maybe, but maybe if you mean. Like, the 50s, maybe the 50s don't feet, feel, like, yeah. the 50s don't feel heavy. They feel like, I kick them up. They feel hard to kick up because I'm out of practice of doing that. But then once they're here, like they move easily. Like we looked at my set the other day and like the first four reps, it was like, how would I only got six there? Like I should be a 10 plus easily, but it just feels so alien. Like, and I feel like, as I say, I don't feel like I can stabilize it and I don't think it's worth continuing to try and do it when it is. If it wasn't impacting my other training, I'd be like, right, I'm happy with these. I just need to keep getting better at them. But I don't think it's a case of that. I think it's more so, right, I need to really sort out my shoulder and this is actually making it worse or sort out my scap issue. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Um, Me, nothing to really report. 118 kilos as of this morning, which is pretty heavy. Uh, 259.6 pounds. Um, so about six kilos up from like my previous. Uh, quite happy with how everything is. To be fair, trains in a good spot. Composition seems to be holding on. Um, and there's like it's just literally the same old. There, there's nothing. You get to a point. We said it literally. I think every week now. There's not really major updates. It's literally just eating, getting stronger, and uh, uh, and pretty much go from there. So yeah, no major complaints. I uh, got 300. So my powerlifting is carrying on uh, on the deadlift. Uh, that'll be, uh, I want four because we both said, looking at the last clip, didn't we? You know, the last time that we did, uh, the time I deadlifted on Saturday, we both were like, ah, oh, look like a third was there. Bottled it. So I reckon four, yeah, bottled it. Uh, I reckon four will be there on Saturday. That's the goal. And then hopefully get that for a five or maybe just shoot straight up to like three and five to three, ten. Uh, we'll see. I want to, I want to pull eight plates, um, even if it's for a single, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. That's the, the long term goal. Maybe the back end of this year, eight plates, but for now, 305. Uh, and I, th- I sent over to a client who was asking me all about, you know, like how we, and we got asked this on Saturday, you know, the numbers wise, what like my thought processes. And we're just like, Oh, we're just rotating between like different numbers for a back off going for different yeah. reps. I think I said like these are my goals because I had them written down. I think it was like 180, no, 180 for 30, 200 for 25, 220 for 20, 240 for 15, 260 for 10, 300 for five, and 340 for like one or two. 
I think that was actually spot on if I remember correctly. And uh, and to be fair, I'm not too far off. I want six plates for 10. That would be good. So that's 260 for 10. And I got 250 for 11. So I think that's probably doable in the next week or two. So I reckon what I'll most likely do is I'll probably build the 300 kilo up to like a decent repper, like probably like a five repper, which will be enough. To, and then I'll probably, that on that session, I get that for five reps. I'll probably do 260 and uh, and have that. Or I might just open up if, let's say, one day I'm a bit like, and it's on like a D volume or a D load, I'll be like, right, 260 next time. And I'll go from there. But, uh, but yeah, some good hinge numbers and, uh, and just enjoying kind of the, the basics. I think the, like I, I, I never fall out of love with training. It's the one thing like you could just put me in a gym and I could be like, eh, cool, I'll train for the next five years and I'll be happy if I can get stronger. So yeah, that's that. Do you want to get into the questions, mate? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I got that many because I, I didn't put mine up till like later on. People were waking up going, oh my God, Finn hasn't put up a question box. I got so many messages. Got so many messages saying, "Where's the question oh, mate, for the podcast?" I actually got. I got a good question that we've got to open up with. All right. How many shits do you reckon you do a week on average? Good question. This. I think why, why per week? Mate, per it depends. Day? I shit myself about eight times on a Saturday doing deadlifts. Mate, you did twenty reps to back off. You said you shit yourself every rep more than eight. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like 25 but if Finn's exact words were mate I'm going to have to go down to the toilet to wipe my ass again <laughs> after the 12th set and then he comes over to me he's like how long do you reckon you'll be and I go about 2-3 minutes and he's like cool should go to the toilet and I was like why because wipe my ass <laughs> I just I, I don't know I just like when I'm bracing as hard as I physically can like I just because the thing is it's weird like on the hack squat I don't on the leg press I don't I'm absolutely sound it's just something about deadlifts. They just scare the shit out of me, like literally me. Literally. No pun intended. Pun no intended. Pun intended. <laughs> um, I'd say, usually I go, I go once to twice a day. So what, anywhere between seven and 14. I'd say probably like the higher end of that, which isn't bad at all for the amount of food that I'm on. Yeah, no, it's not too bad. I'd say me like once a day. It's like, yeah, once a day pretty much. I'm, I'm weird, like whenever I diet, I, I had to have, a, I was checking all my micros as well. And I go from stages of like going to the toilet every day. And then it would be like once every like five days when food's low. And I'm like, I'm not even eating, like literally everything's in line. I've always been like a, a less frequent toilet tripper, should we say, when it comes to the uh, the, the poo kind. But, uh, but in a gaining phase, yeah, from food to high probably once a day. Uh, that would be, that'd be a good one. So seven, I'd say maybe eight. It'll probably, yeah, I'd say one day per week I go twice. And uh, yeah, that, that's that. So that's Dan asking how many shits do you reckon you do a week on average? We should put up a question box, like you know, if we did on Spotify, do you shit more than seven times per week or ten times per week? And like any others, and someone writes like twenty-five times or forty times, three a day, four a day. What would you say if you had a client said like I go to the toilet three times a day? What would you be saying or four times? What would you say is excessive? So I think one to two is normal. I think I three say, is a bit like I say. Once every other day to twice a day is the range that I want people to be in. Yeah. yeah. So you if want it's less than... Like, I, need, I need you to be honest with me here, mate. How many times a day are you shitting right now? <laughs> <laughs> so if it's less than that or more than that, yeah. generally we'll discuss it because it's one of the questions in, in terms of like digestion, bar movements, etc. So yeah, if it's less than that or more than that, then generally it's something that we'll look into and we'll look at fiber content we'll look at maybe you know getting a fiber supplement and things like that um because even if it is more than that often when people are going to the toilet more it can still be 
lack of fiber or it can be too much fiber so it's sort of trying to you know find out what is going to be best for them but there's so many things that come into it it's not just fiber or food intake it's things like stress and you know even down to things like the quality of your food and there's loads of things yeah no definitely i noticed that prep like if i was more so stressed like i would usually not go to the toilet the following morning and it was weird because like on all shows i went to the toilet fine the morning of and i was like oh sound it's probably because like you know you chilled out in the evening but like if i had a busy day and i didn't chill out in the evenings i'd wait i'd wake up the following day and it would be like i just couldn't go and then it would annoy me because my weigh-in would be like subjective or based off literally the fact i can go to the toilet so i'd be like motherfucker i'm gonna be heavier today and you know when you're in a prep you almost get those little kicks about seeing like 0.2 of a kilo come off you're like oh that's cool so when that didn't happen i'd be like yeah yeah, i don't get my serotonin boost i'm also i need a shit so you just i'd go my cardio even more depressed than usual <laughs> i'd be like yes Four hours until my first meal, and I've got to do an hour's worth of cardio and 8,000 steps. This is, this is lovely. So, yeah. Right. Do you want to go, mate? Did you get many? Did you check or not? I've got, so got a fair few. Yeah, I've yeah. got a few. So, this is from Paul Martin. Thank you for the question, Paul. Paul. So, he's broken it into three questions, but it's basically one. It's three boxes. So, it's basically... Yeah. Um, from our experience and knowledge, do we think that like cold water cold air therapy so things like cryotherapy chambers do we think yeah. they are beneficial to recovery it can provide some benefit are they needed no like it, I, I, I if i'm honest i'm not actually for, for i'm for it in a short-term setting so like i think there's like some some benefits and there will be benefits from a long-term standpoint but i almost think it's just a bit of a quirk if i'm being completely honest i think it's just like do this it's cool and it's like oh, like not actually like, it's cool it's different yeah it's literally cool it's fucking freezing and it's like it just i personally i wouldn't be saying to a client i'll oh, go book yourself in and no. yourself some crime and i think there are some benefits but i i more so think it's almost a bit of a service that you pay for as an experience and it's something that has a few benefits but it's almost a package that you pay for and it's a bit of a not a sales like marketing tag but i don't think there's much efficacy regarding cryo and long-term benefits if i'm being completely honest like oh like there's some short it's hard to yeah. explain you i think there's i think there's more evidence behind hot and cold therapy so mm. using of, them in conclusion and like yeah. in between within like a certain practice of the the, the physio and likewise but like injury prevention even then it's not going to be life-changing like it's not going to be crazy the results that you get from it you're probably going to feel quite a bit fresher come the end of it um yeah. that's about it like to be fair i like the cryo chamber because when you get out you feel like really awake you feel like really fresh don't you yeah, but yeah, yeah. Long, like so short term yeah like i i feel there's a benefit there and i like how i feel after it yeah. in terms of long-term benefits or even medium term how do i feel over the next few days i wouldn't notice that i've used it no um likewise yeah, when i've done hot and cold same I, kind of thing. I don't notice anything with sleep like I, you know the Aaron's like and most they say like there's benefits from sleep as well. Yeah. I just think literally I feel really awake afterwards and I feel quite sensitive to my surroundings. So when I go outside I'm like, oh fucking that's bright. Yeah. I just you feel, feel a bit like you feel uh, alert, don't you after? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just feel like you you just feel like you've kind of necked like two grams worth of caffeine and you're like, Oh god. You just, <laughs> you just feel like yeah, you feel like sort of hyped up for a few minutes. Because yeah, you've been exactly. freezing and your body's then yeah. like responding yeah, to that. Like 
Yeah, so I can. No, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know if it's an adrenaline response. I, I, I guess maybe. I'd guess potentially. Uh, I, don't think, I think it is to an extent. In yeah, but is it more I mean, like it's... a fight or flight sort of response where your body panics and then you kind of switch into like yeah. a, this is diet <laughs> like your brain's in control of that and we know that we're yeah. going in for three minutes we know that we're not going in there for potentially to die like if we were to yeah. fall into a nah, lake the body bro accidentally the body. yeah i think it's more so just a case of sort of things like vasodilation or vasoconstriction when you get in there and in terms of yeah. blood vessels and then obviously vasodilating when you get out and same with when you go into the if you were to do hot and cold and things like that it's generally in terms of sort of blood flow and, and things like that but yeah it doesn't for me anyway it doesn't it wouldn't be something at the top of my list in terms of recovery no, so you're telling me you don't get up at 4am to jump in a ice cold shower like i do and then get cracking on with my work yeah fucking hell no wonder so sluggish and lethargic mate and you're saying like just so tired mate i'm up how at 4 a.m how come you don't post about it uh, I try. I try not to brag, you know. Oh, really? I just brag on the podcast. Before I am, I straighten the ice bath and I shower, and then I crack on with fasted cardio. Go to the gym, uh, make sure I'm there before four thirty, before it even opens, and I was like, first one here, first one in the gym, and uh, before the owner gets there, and then uh, and then I go home and just go back to bed and, and sleep all day. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think we it's quite good that we both agree in that. Like I, I said to you, like there's short term benefits, but long term I'm not really a massive fan. But give it a go, Paul. Give it a go. See what you think. Yeah, go there. Right. Um assuming top goal slash dream, Olympia win. How many years off your life would you trade? Uh, well, I'm probably going to die before 30, mate, at this rate. So, yeah, um, probably, what, 50 years? Yeah, I'm such a big cheat. So many milligrams right now, I don't even see 30. So, 50 years. No, in the grand scheme of things, I don't really know. Um, I don't I, even know what the question... Me, what was the question? Assuming top goal slash dream, so what my top goal is, I'm guessing it's to me, um, or maybe you, like, what? how many years would you sacrifice off your life? I don't think that's actually PD related. I think that's more so, like, if I was to say to you, what's your number one goal? And the, this is the thing, my I've number one goal... I've got a good goal, answer for this. Okay, go for it. Tell me. Do you feel like you're sacrificing your life now? No. Exactly. So it's not a sacrifice, is it? What do you mean, like... So this guy said, how many years would you sacrifice off of your life to hit a certain goal? Yeah. Right now, doing what we're doing, doing what you're doing, you enjoy it. So it's not a sacrifice, is it? No, definitely not. So does yeah, it actually really matter? You know what I mean? Is he saying, right, you've got to, for example, you would die at eight yeah. versus 70. Like, is he saying it like that? Or is he saying like now... I don't know. It's more like, yeah, how many years of your life would you trade? So, like, first I'd have to... Oh, how many years would you trade? Okay. okay. Yeah, so, like, how many years would I live for? And I've always been off the camp, and I absolutely hate the... I'm here for a good time, not a long time yeah. camp. I think it's so cringy. I think it, that's it, awful. And, again, I, I think it's almost... In bodybuilding, I think it's horrendous because people say that as an excuse to do stupid fucking shit. And that's not even in bodybuilding. That's in all aspects. Like Dumbledore, yeah. <laughs> Yes, Dumbledore, yeah. you do them, fucking hell, you're not making it past 30. Uh, you'll be like me, dead before 30. God, touch wood, hope that doesn't happen. That'd be weird. Uh, but anyway, if I was, I'd have to know how long I'm living for. And then I'd also want to know what my top goal is because I don't wake up every day and I'm like, I can't wait to turn pro. Can't wait to do this. I, I wake up and I'm just like, I really like my life. I really like what I'm doing. Like, there's not really one set goal. You know, like, you, you know I don't think I get that much enjoyment out of it. Like, I genuinely think I'd be like, 
oh, sound, cool. I've put in a lot of fucking work into this. I should be here. <laughs> like, that's almost how I'd view it as, you know? It would be the same as like, and this isn't a bad thing. Like people, when they win their pro cards and they break down in tears, fair enough if your response is emotional. But I genuinely will be like, this is mint, cool. Now what's next? Like, I don't think I'll be fucking sat there crying. I might be. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. People respond to things differently. But I just be like, cool, I put a lot of time into this. Like, I'll probably depends, be 12 years, like, 11 years into yeah, training. Like, I imagine, like, I should <laughs> imagine if from next year you were trying to get your pro card and it took you 10 years oh, you're yeah. pro- of doing everything in your power to get it. You probably, at the end of it, you'd be like, fucking hell, that's a relief. And you probably would be emotional. But can I be honest though? I don't think personally for me, I'd be taking 10 years, not off anything other than I think I'd realize after probably three, I'd be like, this is probably not for me. Like, I'm probably not that good, you know? And like, it, you could get unlucky every single time, but I'd almost question, like, is it really worth it then? Because you will be pushing a lot of drugs, you'll be doing things that are not good for your health. And then I would question, would I actually be waking up going, I enjoy my life, I like what I'm doing? Or would I be waking up thinking, fuck, I'm chasing yeah but I, i'd question waking up that, thinking like, Phew, thank god another, another day, yeah, day. <laughs> look i saw today no, like, I, I don't think that'd be a good thought process so like again it makes sense but i think like i'd be real enough to know if it was 10 years in i'd just be like reese mate this isn't for you and like yeah. it, it would how it would be how it is you know fortunately i don't think that's going to happen I, I don't think it will at all I do but, think, though, like you know it depends on so many things because like if someone said to me, like, right, you could be, you could live to 90 or live to 70. Yeah. If you live to 70, you'll be like, let's say an Olympia champion, or you'll be one of the most successful coaches, or you'll earn billions and, and live in a dream house or whatever. You know what I mean? Like things like that, like whatever you're driven by. Yeah. I'd, I'd almost have to think, well, what would my life be like between 70 and 90? If I'm crippled and yeah. I haven't got any family, I, obviously I'd be like, well, yeah, I'll choose the 70 ver- version, please. I'll choose the 70 life. But if between 70 and 90, I'm really fit and healthy and I've got loads of family around me, I've got you know grandkids and nieces and nephews and things like that. You know what I mean? It's like, then it's a bit different because you might love those last 20 years. They could be the best 20 years of your life. You don't know. I don't think like... I personally you don't, you again, don't know, I mate. no, I think I'd I'd enjoy my life a lot more when I'm physically able and like Yeah, but what know, I'm saying I'm saying imagine between seventy and ninety you are pretty yeah. physically able. Like there's some people that at ninety that could easily still go and train to See, a, a decent Eric's like seven I think he's like seventy seven. Exactly. You know? He's playing gym glasses all the time, so he's all right. He loves and he loves looking like Sanaya on that painting that we found. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that? Derek, I found this painting, and he was like, "Oh, it was me of me." And I was like, "You? <laughs> it looks like a girl." <laughs> basically, I found a, a painting of my granddad in uh, the, the gym that we trained at. Like, basically, we we, we had a shed um, during lockdown, and we found like we were clearing it out to get some more room, weren't we? To like put something. I think it was like the cable uh, machine, and we found this painting, and we both were like, "This looks a bit like Sonata." <laughs> and I said to Derek, I found this painting. I don't know what it is. And he goes, Oh, that was on me. And it was when he was like 20 and he had really long hair. I was just like, Oh, okay, there you go. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Fantastic. Weird. My girlfriend looks like my granddad. <laughs> he does actually. 
so similar so it is so yeah no i don't know it, it would really depend um let's just give a vague answer you know would you if you were to say your top goals to all your goals mate top coach top let's say probe natural bodybuilder um everything like that how, if you were to let's say get to 90 how many years would you sacrifice would you say you know what kill me off at 70 or would you say no i want to make it to 90 and i don't want those goals I think I think you would you would be like happy to to sacrifice that amount of time, but again, like I say it depends on what your life is like at that time. Yeah, exactly. so it's difficult because, like I said, you never know. You might be in a really happy place at that time of your life where you've earned, like for example, you could have earned loads of money. You're just chilling, doing whatever you want to do, going on loads of holidays, playing golf with your old buddies. You might be loving it. You know what I mean? But I think imagining what most people's lives are like between 70 and 90 then yeah you'd you'd sacrifice it wouldn't you which is quite scary because that's like saying sacrifice you've only been alive for 23 years i've only been alive for 24 that's like yeah. pretty much saying sacrifice what we've already done like yeah. i know it wouldn't yeah. be like, only, we've that. only really been conscious for the last like 15 if you think about it you have you've been for the past what six months three four maybe three or four yeah but like nobody, like you don't remember what you're doing when you're eight. Like you know what I mean. You're not going to dictate like much of your life decisions at eight. I remember like from ten, I was like, right, I was actually fairly switched on. I wasn't an idiot, you know. Where like at ten, you were probably still like licking door handles and you know, just going around I smashing feel like your head again. I, I feel, I've always said this. I feel like when I was a kid, I had the same brain that I do now. I I, I remember. I felt like. Ducks. Huh? Jumping in dogs. <laughs> Jumping in dogs, yeah. Knock a door running your teachers. I was Fair enough. No, I felt like I, I don't know, I always felt quite mature for my age. Like I remember, like I said, I remember being at school and like I'd just, I'd speak to the te- they, the teachers would like shout at me and I'd be like, you shouldn't really be speaking to me like that. <laughs> like most kids would be crying and run off. Oh, I, I always laughed. I found it. I, I was always the weird, like I'd find it quite funny and then I'd get in more trouble. Yeah, I don't think I ever cried when I got shouted at. Them. Yeah. yeah, I'd just be like, God, you're making your stuff look like a right top. Like, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Imagine, you just turned around, you're like, you're looking like a right... I've got to say, excuse me, mister, you're looking like a right bell end right now. <laughs> like, you're embarrassing yourself, I'll let you carry on, but you're looking like a twat. Just so you know. Right, <laughs> just so this, let you- is from, this is from Perrin. He says, do you think Seabum's ligma will affect his chances at the O in 2023? Seabum's ligma? I got a question similar, you know. Miles Mason, mate, this must be something. So, thoughts on Sebum having ligma? Do you think it'll affect his shot? Is four O? So, I think ligma. I think it's a fake thing. So they've spoke to each other and gone. Should we ask this question? <laughs> I've put in ligma. <laughs> do you know what ligma means? Ligma, know your me. No, no, they say like ligma dick or something like that. They say something like, what's ligma? And they go, ligma balls or something, ligma dick. Is that what it is? Because it says on here, ligma ligma is a fictional disease. No, it's not, mate. It's basically like you you say, what's ligma? And they'll be like, ligma balls, ligma dick. (laughs) 
whatever. <laughs> that's what it is. And I was like, you'll see me. I was playing along with it. And I was, because I spoke to Miles and I was like, I'm going to get Finn with this. No chance he switched on enough to know. And uh, and then I like started like, when you were Googling, I started laughing. I was like, right, I can't, <laughs> I can't carry on. I was going to play along. Yeah, but they didn't put, if they'd have put, do you think Seabum's Ligma dick will affect his chances? <laughs> I'd have found it funny. <laughs> but it just says Ligma. <laughs> if you'd have gone, if if you'd have gone, if I'd have gone, what's Ligma? And then you'd have said it, that'd have been good. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I've, I've googled it. It says know your mean. Yeah, I was gonna say like you don't know what Ligma is, and you'd be like, what's Ligma? Like Ligma balls. <laughs> yeah, that's what you should have done. Uh, uh, but you already said it. So Sebum like, has got an illness though, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, got. Uh, I think it's, is it digestive illness or He's something? Got, like an autoimmune disease. Oh, that's what it's it is. Not yeah. funny, guys. Taking the piss yeah. out of him, it's not funny. Look, just because we share every single one of his posts on our story, like, please, can you stop? Like, Seabum's an idol and a god, and everyone should respect him, right? Like, I share every single one of his posts on my story. Stop fucking joking about Sigma's Ligma. Sig- Sigma's Ligma. Seabum's <laughs> Ligma. Sigma's Ligma. Ligma Seabum. Yeah. Right. Um, Woody's Fitness. Big Wood. Do you remember Big Wood? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Even if chest doesn't need development, could you increase volume if recovery is good? Would this be beneficial? So Woody's chest, I'm guessing, is just fucking massive. He's got a juicy pair of double Ds, and he's thinking, you know what? Do I need more volume? Like, I almost think again. We spoke about this with a bucket and a glass, and you can only fit so much in from a recovery standpoint. But I would question if you can get away with doing a bit more, why wouldn't you want to make your chest a little bit better? But if you're, as a result of that, not recovering elsewhere, you potentially want to prioritise the areas that probably need a little bit of work. So you could almost have your chest on a back burner and maybe only have that a certain amount of volume that you can recover from easily, and then you can almost fill that bucket with more back or more, let's say, more arm work or more leg work, etc. But I would say you most likely could probably experiment with pushing volume up and see if you get even greater results for your chest and see if everywhere else still recovers, and you should be pretty good to go from there. Yeah, I generally think you need to assess where your strengths and your weaknesses are. Like, obviously, we both say that ultimately you need more muscle. Like, and Woody will know he needs more muscle everywhere. But yeah, that's why I sacked him. Told him every week for like, like this guy. More muscle. Yeah, (laughs) you can. You can. If you if you go in with that thought process and you just do the same volume across every body part, you're potentially just going to end up with the same issues over time so if you're trained like let's say you, you know you've been training for two years and your chest is a massive massive weakness but everything else is growing should you just keep doing what you're doing because you need more muscle everywhere no you need to obviously place more focus on your chest does that mean that you then probably pull down some volume from elsewhere probably um or you might be in a position where you can actually just get away with doing chest maybe more frequently or with more volume while keeping everything else the same depends on strength levels recovery capabilities how well you're managing your stress, sleep, etc. All these kind of things that come into it. So, yeah, I would say for most people, in terms of where your volume wants to be, base it on your strengths and your weaknesses, but also base it on what can you actually recover from and what can you keep progressing on. There's no point just adding more and more sets when the set quality is just getting worse and you're not progressing. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, exactly. So like anything, it really depends on the individual. And because Woody, neither of us coach you anymore, we can't tell you otherwise. However, like I said, it, w- it wouldn't be a bad thing to trial. But to be fair, Woody, based off what I know, I think you should be prioritising probably general training intensity as usual, which is, is good, like you're a lot better. And then I also think probably a bit more back work and then also probably a bit more hands. So more posterior focus, I'd say, for, for our big wood. That's for definite. Um, this is from Big Ped. Big Ped? Big Wood. Straight big, to Big Ped. Favourite, uh, probably the, the most dedicated podcast listener, Big, big Ped. And he's not even English as his first language. So, like, that's a true commitment. And he asks lots of questions. Bless him. He's a good, he's a good I wonder lawyer. if he understands. He must understand English well. Or yeah. do you reckon Mate, he, he, can, like- he can type in it, can't he? Like, he can, he can understand it well easily. Should we, learn a bit of, should we learn a bit of Italian for him? Is he Italian? Yeah. I think he's Italian. I don't know where you've got that. I problem. had him in my head. I had in my head that he's Italian. I don't know. I'll go on his page. Oh, yeah, Italy, 28. He's Italian yeah. and he's 28 years old. That, that's what that means. Italy, 28. Good thing you didn't talk to us in the, in the summer, Ped. We hated the Italians. Yeah. Me and Finn didn't use any panatiquette for like six months because you beat us in the Euro final. Fuck yeah. Italy. That's what we were like. That's, why, that's why we left uh, Progress Works. Too yeah, much. Too much. Couldn't deal with it. Yeah. No, we moved straight to warehouse. Watson. That's no, what we wanted. Up the Brits. <laughs> it's absolute shit either way. But fuck it. Right, he's asked. He's asked. Where did you find info? Um, I'll just try and break this down. Basically, where did you find information to start online coaching? Um, uh, which questions asking in check-in? Things like that. Um, at the beginning of online coaching, he says he wants to start doing it. Um, he doesn't know what kind of systems to use, basically. So he's basically saying, yeah. like, how did you learn that? What kind of systems are, are going to be best to use if he wants to start online coaching? Yeah, well, mate, we both started, didn't we? We'll take it like step by step. We both started on like PowerPoint and Word, didn't we? I remember that the first, the first program if you can call it that, that I ever sent out to someone was, I'm pretty sure it was just on pages on Apple, which is like Word, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously you can, you can add tables in and things like that. Yeah. And that's what I, did. I, had, I had that. I had yeah. pages, I think, and it literally had the tables <clears throat> and it went like exercises across the top, sets and reps. And it had like just one box for numbers that you can put in. And it was like three by 12. Two remember, by twenty. Uh, mine was like yeah. trying to teach them absolutely everything. So it was like everything you need to know about nutrition, everything you need to know about sleep. And this yeah. is before I knew as anywhere near as much as I do now. But it was like here's a whole big massive plan. It was like an encyclopedia of fitness yeah. that I thought they needed. And yeah. ultimately, like I say, it wasn't anywhere near as much knowledge as I have now. And I was doing all that for free as well. So it was like I'd do, I'd do that, and then I'd obviously have it saved. But then I'd do a whole new one for the next client based on them and then a whole new one for the next person. But again, these are all just people that I was working at, like when I was, I was working with them or there were people that I knew from uni. Like yeah. Yeah, that was what ages ago. Like, yeah, I remember I was five, doing five years ago, I'd say. 
yeah similar similar time to me but yeah five years ago i'd probably say i was like doing stuff with people in the gym writing training plans like nutrition plans etc um i then remember uh like one of my ex-girlfriends came up to me and i uh, was like hey can i have a trip like is there any she came up to me and she's like uh, really can i have a word i was like yeah sure she was like, hey, can you write me a no she was like can i write your training can you write me a what training Oh no, what no, it was Sophie. Yeah, the only <laughs> the only <laughs> Um one yeah. of my ex-girlfriends. Hey, I no, it wasn't my <laughs> I just the only one that I can't or mention. Because it's the only one that I actually have stories from. Everyone else I don't mention. Just say yeah, she's she's my ex, because she's the only yeah. one, mate. It's fine. You don't have to pretend you've had loads of girlfriends. <laughs> it's the thing I could name all of them, and you'd be like, "Oh fucking hell, yeah, top shaggery." <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, top shaggy. You anyway? Sophie came up to me. I'm leaving. Uh, like this, I don't know. Like I'm, I can't. I'm leaving the. You know the hall at Loughborough. You know, like the sport, the basketball hall. I'm leaving there, and I'm like walking out, and she's like, "Reese, have a word." And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Can you write me a training plan?" And I was like, "Yeah, sound. How many times a week do you want to train?" And she was like, four And I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> That was it. It was a weird conversation. Like that, that was my that was my consultation. I was like, how many times a week you want to train? Four. Yep. Sound. Still listening. That's every every day. Every day I need to know. See you later. I think I just like, pinged it over to an email. That was it. Like it was literally. And I remember writing that down. That was on pages. And then I think it was like the summer where we started training. I've said this before, but it was when I got like very very lean to go on holiday. And I remember I got asked like. I put up a photo of me like flexing in the mirror at like a pure gym and people would like mess me like, hey mate this because I wasn't in bad shape to begin with but I was probably like a few kilos off stage condition like just to go on holiday and I was like oh people are asking and I did I put my training clips up for years and years and years prior to that so I was like right well there's clearly an interest so I started doing like I think I did a training plan and a nutrition plan and they were like 25 pounds each or I did online coaching which was basically just like support throughout the training plan for like 50 quid no I think it was 30 quid each for the training plan and nutrition plan so that was 60 but I was like but if you sign up for this it's more but you get more out of it so it was like business ship I basically signed up to a, a business mentor uh, initially I didn't but it was in my head at like 18 19 I was like this is this, this is going to be the, the the next stop to, to to stardom when it comes to coaching in reality it, it kind of got me a bit of experience coached a few people um, here or there and I trained like gave a few training plans and you almost kind of get your feet wet wouldn't you say like you were probably doing the same kind of like you were doing it and then I took on a few free clients a few months so I'll let you talk now so that was like my initial impression and then I kind of held off, started promoting my coaching for, for like just to get a few free clients and get some content in. Do you want to go? What was your next step after pages? What were you doing? Thanks, mate. Thanks for letting me talk. Cheers, mate. No worries. Cheers for that. Um, no, it was fun. So, yeah, I was doing that like while I was at uni. Then I went and did PT course and then I started PT pretty much straight away. So, I wasn't doing any like online coaching alongside that. But I did have, like, at this point, I'd sort of learned about having some form of coaching sheets to, to help with my clients. So I had, like, to be fair, at this point, they didn't have access to the sheets, but I just had all my clients in different folders on Google Sheets at this point. So they had, like, a training program, and that was it basically in there. So I could go on to that. That was probably six months to a year, though, after I started PTing, because before that, I was just doing it on paper. So I'd like, I'd have like a clipboard and paper for everybody's sessions. Like, and I'd, obviously I'd like printed out sheets and stuff that had all the session plans in, but yeah, like soon after I was like, this is a ball. Like, 
So I just put it all online. But that that sort of time, that sort of process of learning that, okay, this it's isn't working that well. Yeah. It's, it's part of it. It's how you yeah. adapt and it's how you end up finding your best way of doing it. Like some coaches just use WhatsApp. Some use apps like True Coach or whatever oh, else. There's, there's other ones. like, And that's fine. Like If that works for them, if that helps them be the best coach they can be for their clients and if that helps their clients then that's absolutely fine so it just depends on what works for you i had a a client asking about it today in the check-in and i was basically saying the same thing i was like just basically start start promoting yourself post as much as you can you know start you know posting your own journey post some educational content then start posting that you're looking to take on some online clients and then just work it out as you go yeah you're not going to be charging a premium price because you're new to it so people are going to understand that you're learning on the job basically at the start yeah it's like any job you have to learn on the job you have to get experience it's like if you were to go to a job interview they'll say to you oh you need more experience yeah most of the time and then people are oh but how do i get more experience that obviously if it's coaching or if it's online coaching it's just a case of just do it yeah help people help your mates message your friends and say like right lads i can one or two of you at least you know i'll get you lean for a holiday yeah you know whatever it may be like most people are going to want a bit of help at some point and if it's for free then they're probably going to bite your hand off and be like, oh, amazing. Um, yeah, no, yeah, and then no, you've no. got some content, like you say, and then all you've got to do really is well, say to them. That's what I promoted like, at the yeah, start. I said, like, I said to people, like, literally tag me in stories. I was like, uh, the first few clients that I got on that were like really, really cheap or free, I was like, all I want is story tags. I want content. And I, I want, like, if you're going to the gym, take a photo in the mirror or take a photo of your Apple Watch and how many calories do you burn. I was like, that's what I want. Because that's going to correlate to them tagging. They're going, oh, he's tagged Reese. So I wonder what Reese is doing. Oh, Reese is training that this person that I know or five people that I know. And uh, and it was in the process. I remember like December of nine, 2019, I spent like the whole month going through my sheets, getting everything set up. And uh, and I remember like over the fit, like the Christmas break, I was like, literally, and my mum was like, you're, you're on those sheets, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, well, I'm just seeing like, I'm going to be pro- I'm promoting myself for, for the new year. I'm just going to see like, if I get a few clients, they can have like the best service possible. And then come January, I've got like five clients, come Feb, another three come March, another four. And I remember like I was refreshing my phone once. I think I was like driving and I stopped. I looked at my messages. I had two messages that were like people that wanted to start. And I was like, how the heck, like, who are these? Like, I didn't even know who they were. I didn't know they followed me, but they were like, oh, I've seen the progress that you made with my mate here. This is Mint. And I was like, God, this is really becoming something. And, and then, then the lockdown happened. develops from there, doesn't it? Well, the lockdown happened. And that's when I felt like, even though it was a step back in the time, because I think I probably had like, 12 13 clients i could probably that dropped down to maybe like six or seven it meant that like i became a lot more efficient my time management was better my routine was better and uh, and i feel like in in a sense because we we both carried on with training we both carried on with promoting coaching i remember saying to you like oh, i put one story up a day of coaching and you were like that's a good idea i need to do that i'm gonna start doing that and this is when like we probably just only post our training clips and then you were posting stuff and it was more so like we were both building off each other's ideas and what we were doing. And uh, and then, like I said, it just built from there, where, like, it wasn't perfect to initiate. Like, if I was to have a client come back to me, uh, like, who started with me two and a bit years ago, they'd go, fucking hell, this is totally different. Yeah. Like, it's completely different service. Yeah. And I, I have a few clients who have literally stayed with me throughout that whole process. Like, I got a message from Ant, so he's my longest serving client, and he was like, mate, it's mental. I used to see you check in, uh, send you check-in videos through at, like, midnight. Uh, like, when he, like, I'd do all my check-ins on one day, and I'd just start them at, like, 9 p.m 
p.m. and finish at like 11 or midnight or whatever, like 11 p.m. And he was like, I used to get your, your message come through the morning of, you'd be in Leeds, like swinging around on a gaming chair behind you and it would be like a voice note or it would be like a quick video. And now it's like, you, it's like a professional system. You go through them all. Like, you know what I mean? It's completely different of a system yeah. and service. And, uh, and again, like you're not going to, and this is what I always try and say to people who try and message me or like clients or whatever, and they talk to me about it. You shouldn't try and replicate the people who have got to the positions that you want to get to. You should enjoy your own journey and embrace where you're starting off and, embrace, and know that you're not going to be the best. You're not going to have the most knowledge, but you're going to have to enjoy it and build yourself up. And I feel like a lot of people try and look at the sheep. They look at the, they look at Loom, Screencast. They think, okay, if I start on this, if I start on that, and it's all well and good to start on the best service possible, but you need to learn your craft and that's only going to take time. And you might as well learn as you go throughout the process. So get started, start coaching. And, uh, and eventually it'll build up to where one day, a year from now, two years from now, PED is the, the number one Italian um, Instagram coach. That's right. what it's going to be. <laughs> what, is he just coaching Instagram? Coaching people on Instagram? Who's Italian? You're not Italian? No, he's going to have the Marco Verratti. You know, he's only like 65 kilos. He'll be up to 85 soon. With PED. Jacked. Yeah. No, it is. It's about, it is about finding your own way, basically. I think it's easy to be like you say, sort of more so focused on where you want to be than where you are. So like yeah. a couple of years back, like even now, like we can still look at where we want to be, but we've got to be realistic and think, right, we're not there yet. So why would we start yeah. trying to do that? You know, it's like, it's like if we were to start a member's site now, it'd be like, why, what are you doing? Like, you're not going to yeah, get, I always, you can't get your, you can't get your finger in too many pies and you almost want to get really, really, really good at what you're doing and then expand exactly. and until you're at the top of what you're doing. I think so many people will come in and they'll go, okay, I need this. I need a website. I need this on my website. I need that. And it's like, well, you're, you're not even the best version of you as a coach. So why are you then trying to split up into 10 different avenues? And yes, it might lead to you being decent at everything, but you should try and master your initial craft and then expand. And unfortunately, that takes time. And I think, again, people probably don't want to embrace the, the grind and the fact that you might be talking to a webcam for, for three or four years, or like five years, 10 years, et cetera, just talking to 10 clients, then 20 clients, then 30 clients. That's all a part of the process. And it's not just instantaneous, unfortunately. You have to put in grind and work. I like a good way... Up. A good way of looking at it is like it's the same in regards to training. If you were to yeah. like if you were to be expecting results after every session, or again, if you're comparing yourself to people at the top and you're going, fucking hell, why don't I look like that? Or I'm gonna do what they do, because obviously, you know, that's how I'm gonna look like that. It's not yeah. always the case. Um, and again, you know, you're not gonna you, your online coaching business isn't going to go from zero clients to 80 clients in the space of a month. Likewise, your physique isn't going to go from average to unless, Mr. Olympia. Unless you sign up to a, a business, men, business yeah, yeah. mentorship who will take you from earning no money to 10K within six weeks. Yeah. And all you have to do is give them a small investment of five grand. No, all you have double. to do is message them, is DM them, start now. And they'll, they'll obviously, they'll get back yeah. to you. I don't, I've never understood that. Like, you know, when people put, just, just DM me coaching or DM start yeah. now. Why yeah. don't you just put, just yeah. DM me? Like, yeah. if you're going to like that is, you have like, you have 3,000 followers. You're going to check every DM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need hey, exactly. Like, just, just, like, oh, I've got so many DMs. I just need to specify, okay, oh, someone said start now. They're starting now. Like, I need to know that you're it, starting now. It just comes across as so robotic. And yeah. it's not, people aren't going to respect you for that. Like, 
yeah if if we were to promote ourselves we would literally just put like for example just if you were to put at the bottom of your instagram like if you want if if you're interested in coaching drop me a message like yeah. that is you know that is literally all you need to put and people will find you or post about your your coaching post when you set up a new client reshare what yeah. your clients are posting and their progress things like that like that's going to bring you a lot more business and it's a lot more natural and respectful than posting like I've got five spaces opening this month, limited offers, 75% off if you message me coaching. I'm so now. glad. I'm so glad. Like, you know, if, I, if you were to tell me, and it's a bit morbid, but if you were to tell me I'd die tomorrow, what I'm proud of, I'd say I'm so proud that I've never, ever, ever on my story said 75% off or 25% <laughs> off or like one slot available. Like, yeah. I've never in my entire life ever said anything about a discount. I've never devalued my service. I've never tried to make it like a bit of a scheme. Um, I don't think I've even put, other than an application response, I don't think in the last year or two I've actually ever put, I have spaces, like message me, like all this. I'd literally just put a link and say, apply below. That's all yeah. I put. I think that's <laughs> enough though, isn't it? Like that's still yeah. saying that you have availability. And I even now get like, I get messages from people like, hey mate, just wondering, are you taking on new clients? And like, I, maybe I should be more vocal, but then I also think it leads to more natural clientele and it's more where like, I think it comes across a bit more genuine. If every single one of your stories is like, flog, 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 yeah. people will just be like, is this guy actually offering any actual content? Is there anything other than just him trying to promote himself and earn a bit more money? That's all it would be, exactly. you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Unless he's obviously signed up to, to a business membership and then you'd be like, right, well, clearly he's going to take the next steps in his, uh, in his online coaching. And it's you just going to be so much better. From a mile off, people that are marketing themselves in that way. In my opinion, it, it, puts, oh, yeah. it put me off. If I was looking for a coach and that was their marketing tactic was the, you know, I'm, so you're telling five, me, I'm looking for five guys who are ready for... No, no, mate. So you're not telling me when they say, I'm looking for five male individuals who are switched on and ready to train. You don't go, oh my God, that's me. That's <laughs> me. Girl, girl, me. That's, that's exactly me. That's exactly what I'm like. Yeah. Then I DM them coaching. Wow. And then I, can't, I just sit down and wait for the reply. <laughs> oh God. Well, then you instantly signed up. And, and you're they tell me, it's, story. it's 50% to the off. And I'm like, oh my God, it's 50% off as well. This is too good to be true. And then I sign up and then they're absolutely shit. And it, it was too good to be shoe. hilarious. Mate, that's what yeah. happens to people. Have you got your plaque yet for earning like three grand a month for the first time? No, you no. know, did you get your plaque? That's the answer <laughs> you're missing out upon. I might make my own plaque. Imagine every time you hit a new, a new <laughs> for yourself. Congratulations to my client Reese Fit on his on his two K members plaque. Just get 2K. a white. Just um, get a piece of paper. Two K. Three K. Get someone, some random man on the street in a suit just to stand next to you and point at it and be like, "Oh, thanks for my business mentor." <laughs> I just go up and be like, "Hey, mate, you won't get this." Can you be Please my business mentor? Yeah, <laughs> you just be taking a photo with me. I promise you, just my Instagram will see it. And you just have to point at me. Just like, I can't smile. believe my business mentor yeah. travelled travelled all the way from London to come see me and congratulate me on making 7K this month. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, mate, he had, no, do you not know, though? He had like 12 meetings that day as well. That's how he, he had 12 meetings, had 48 check-ins, 17 titles to one of his clients. So, like, no doubt, he's done very well. Done really well to, to come over and, and see me. Um, right, is it my question, mate? 
Yeah, let's speed through because we spent about half an hour on that. Um, if you could do one top set exercise in front of Seabum to impress him, which you picking? Um, a glute kickback naked. Yeah, a glute kickback naked. Just, just fuck me, please. Yeah, you know. do a The stupid shit in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I genuinely wouldn't do a set. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to impress. Him. I couldn't care if Seaman was like, oh, that's hey, impressive. Like, he would watch or even be interested. And even if he was, even if he was there and he was being paid to watch me do a set and tell me how impressed he was, how sad is that? In, in my head, <laughs> I'd be like, he doesn't give a fuck, and it would put me off. I'd yeah, like, I'd, I'd hate that. I'd hate oh. someone there watching yeah. a set that I don't know. Or yeah. like, you know what I mean? How, they're, what, they're judging. That how do you feel like I felt, mate, doing that calf raise at Ultraflex Rotherham? I was yeah. so pressured. That was pressure. You know, I, had, I had a huge geezer stood over the, the leg press, me doing it like a toe press on it, just watching me. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I've got so much pressure. <laughs> I just, did, I just didn't know what to do. You bottled it, didn't you? You just bottled, yeah, bottled the pressure. It. You can have the machine. Have the machine. I'm sorry. <laughs> have the machine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's your machine anyway. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not this is from Burvma. That's his name. B R V M M. Burvma. Should we aim for technical failure or absolute failure and why? Absolute failure. Train like a weapon, pussy. <laughs> no, no RIR. Just keep going. Bone falls off, shoulder dislocates, keep going. So, what, what are we classing as technical versus absolute? Absolute failure is, I'm going to guess, assisted reps, like going into where you literally that, have nothing that, in the whole contractile range. Yeah, like this is the thing. I, I don't know why there has to be like a specification. You should just train until you literally cannot get another rep that is from a contractile force. Like your contractile range fails, you know, and the whole range fails. And there's some thought process where I say, right, you could take reps in like the lengthened and mid-range if there's availability there. Yeah. But yeah, like... I wouldn't be looking to be going past that and like technical failure is technical failure with like, are we talking like, is it the same as if your form is absolutely immaculate and the second your form starts to break down a touch, that's when, when like, what would you classify as? Cause again, I find this yeah, so I it's overthinking in my opinion. Like I it's overthinking. Like, I, just, I feel like technical failure. I think that's the wrong terminology. Yeah. I think it's I, I would a bit say, I would almost say like, absolute failure would be what he's classing as as technical failure and then yeah. maybe past failure would be what he's maybe thinking of absolute i'm not sure but yeah i wouldn't be advocating loads and loads of four reps and saying you know you have to fail through the entire range on every single set of every single exercise like you know obviously we we chat about you know trying to manipulate the ranges the the profiles and you know fatiguing different ranges throughout fail. Things like that. Um, but I wouldn't be, for example, on a hack squat. I wouldn't be, oh, I failed on the concentric. Now I need five force reps. Then strip the weight and I'll do a drop set and then another drop set. Like that's going way past failure. So yeah, it's, it's I'm not sure whether we're missing something there in terms of what he's classing as technical failure. Maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, you could look at it. We could, I guess we could change it slightly and look at it in terms of failure on continuous reps versus allowing pauses. I guess you could yeah. class that as, but that wouldn't be classed as technical. Failure. Failure. Uh, but even so, regardless of that, whatever you do, standardize. Yeah. What you'd like, I think he might, he might be talking about like 
failure until a point where maybe a little bit of body momentum or form starts to slightly. Well, that's impossible to to even like that's impossible to properly properly quantify because you might say, oh yeah, you know, you can allow for a little bit on that last rep, and then it's a bit more, and then it's a bit more, and then it's two reps, then it's three reps, it's four reps. It's like it's impossible to actually assess and say this is what you should be doing. That's why it's important to film your training and watch it back or have a coach who can say. Because like I guarantee, you know, we'll have clients who send videos where the last couple of reps are a little bit sloppy, but it's enough for you to be like, that I'm okay with that. Yeah, the execution yeah, yeah, yeah. is still good, it's safe, you're not gonna hurt yourself, you're not doing anything stupid, you're not throwing the weight around and extending the set excessively. Likewise, we'll have clients who stop the set when you're like, You could have got more out of that. Like, more, you know, yeah. and they might think, Oh, but the form would have broken down. It's like yeah, but you know the form. Some within was, reason isn't a bad thing. Like it's not. Yeah, exactly. I don't think a little bit of form breakdown within reason, within safety, isn't the end of the world. And I think on some things, it depends on the exercise, but on some things, it actually requires it. Like yeah. on on for for example, like on a row. Yeah, like a well, any kind of row. I think the last rep or two, you might have the tiniest bit of torso movement. You're not trying to actively do it, but you no. might have a slight amount. You know. Same potentially on a leg extension. Yeah, everything in your power is trying to get that last rep and that last couple of reps fully short. You might yeah. be slightly shy of it. Yeah, you know, but you're doing your absolute best to get there. You would you wouldn't just stop the set because you'd you go, oh, that last rep was good. I'll leave it there. Go yeah. for the next rep. If you don't get it fully short, at least you know you went for it. Like yeah. that's sort of what you know. And again, it's different on different exercises. It's, it's difficult to say. That's why it's, it's such a hard question to just give a definitive answer yeah yeah no, but agree. in basic terms without making things complicated make sure your form's good and train hard yeah pretty simple um anybody who would like to train with so why keep up the good work from jr fitness 365 so 365 days of the year jr fitness he's always jr fitness what if it's a leap year he's an he's, he's an extra there's an extra day there isn't it he's on a box so he's, an, he's geo ashley for one yeah. day <laughs> no, because it's only just sixty-four days, and they're in leap year. No, there's one day less. No, there's one day more. One day more? Yeah. No, one day more. Yeah, because it's yeah, because it comes around. Yeah, if your birthday's on the leap year, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Right. So yeah, on that other day, on the sixty-six, he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's back. To, he's like, oh shit, I'm back to Jamie. Oh, this yeah, is weird. Thank God. Thank so God yeah, um, anybody you'd like to train with, mate? Um, can we say um, the the dudes from Evo who's trained with Dorian Yates, Arnold? Um, who else he trained with? He trained with everybody. AK, he's been in the gym with them when he was of age. <laughs> but everyone says, Oh, you need to train with him. He's trained with Dorian Yates. Um, you might well have done, to be fair. We don't know. Doubt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm doubting it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's, a nice, he's a nice guy, though. Yeah, he's a nice bloke. But if my claim to fame at 70 is I trained with Dorian Yates, then I trained with Finn like Kelly that. once. Yeah, trained with Finn Kelly one time. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, Amazing. Who the fuck's that? <laughs> oh, this guy that was half decent as a as a natty one time. He, he was thirty seven. <laughs> he was thirty seven, and he got his pro card as a natty, and then he retired. Oh yeah, oh that guy. Yeah, and he died at seventy because he sacrificed twenty years for twenty it. years to get it. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Um, yeah, anybody you want to train with? Um, no. Cristiano Ronaldo. I'd, I'd love to do a conditioning session with him. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I just talked. I wouldn't want to train with someone who's a gym. I'd just be like, oh, you're out, mate. How you doing? It is weird, isn't it, though? I feel like that, but I feel like we should. Like, I feel like we should be like, oh, I'd love to train with them, but 
I don't know. I don't think there's many that I would. Maybe someone like, maybe someone like Sean Clarida, or even like I don't know. Maybe someone like Justin Shire, but like yeah. not. There's not is many. Justin, I Justin Shire. Is that is Shire? Uh, yeah, that's how I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily be like. I, I would like, if I'm honest, you know, like prime Ronnie Coleman, I'd like to see him throw like yeah, yeah. pounds. That'd be cool. Like that would like, you know, like just literally. Like, no, to be fair, like even like, to be fair, actually, Keefe. Yeah. Yeah, true. It would be good. Someone but again, like just you, insanely strong. If you were to say to me, like, and again, this isn't anything against Keefe, it's anybody. Hey, Reese, you're training with Keefe tomorrow. I wouldn't be like, I'd oh, just no. be like, cool. I wouldn't be like, oh my God. <laughs> I'd just be like, oh, cool. If I'm honest, I'd probably be like, I'd rather not. Like, I'd probably just try to train on my own. Because like, you know they do you. Yeah. So you know they do you on everything and make you look like a fucking small natty. <laughs> I don't think about small natty. I don't think about that. But I think you probably would do me on the vast majority of it. I reckon on pressures, I'd do him. Press, pulls, he'd do me. Legs, he'd destroy me. Pulls, he's a little bit better. Presses, I think I'm a bit better. So I'd do him on one body part. And to be fair, I reckon I probably wouldn't do him by a lot. And he'd do me, like, he would destroy me on legs. And on Paul, I think he's a few reps above me. So I'd take the yell. I'd be like, better enough, Keith, you're a freak. So very, very impressive. But yeah, it's one of those. But I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't wake up and be like, oh my God, I'm training with Keith. Nah, I think, I think it'd be more so for people that I'd like, I wouldn't want to train with them for the experience of training with them. I'd want to train with them yeah. for to try and get like gain any knowledge that I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, that would be it. Even Keefe, like I'd like to see how he approaches sets. Like, yeah, I know I've seen it in terms of like watching his training videos, but you know what I mean? Like things like, but like people, like I mentioned before, like I'd like to see how they train. I'd like to see their, their insight to training, like while they're training. Cause obviously you can follow people and you can watch their sets and you can read how, you know, what their captions are and things like that. Watch their YouTube or whatever, but it's different. It's like when we say, you know, if you want to learn how a lot of people are like, Oh, I want to like, how can I learn how to train harder? Like or yeah. train with people that train harder or yeah. watch people. Oh, I think it helped massively. There was a, there was a guy at Ultraflex Leeds when I first started training I was doing deadlifts and uh, he put on, like I did, I think four and a half plates for like a set of five and he was like, okay, cool. Whack another plate on. So he was like doing like, like five and a half. And I was like, okay, sound. And he does it looked fairly slow. Like I was like, okay, cool. He's probably going to, he did like two reps and he was like, oh, I was whacking another plate on. And I was like, huh? What? And he was like, yeah, six and a half, that sound. And it was like 280. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, and he literally just picked it up and then like he moved it easy and then he moved 240 and he got like a set of 10. And I was just like, that just happened. Like, I was blown away because he was like, put another plate on. And I was almost in disbelief. I was like, you're not picking up 280 and just looking to make it look like it's nothing. And I remember thinking, fucking hell, probably a lot more I could do. <laughs> yeah, it like, yeah. Yeah. I actually saw him. He's one of the main things. You know, you know this year, oh, sorry, I'm jumping in. I saw him when I went back. Oh, and it was, uh, yeah, yeah. And I said to him, um, and I, he once showed me his training plan. That, and he like, asked me, and he was like, what do you think? And I was like, mate, look at me and look at you he's like probably the biggest dude in the gym i was like you shouldn't be asking me <laughs> like i'll read through your training plan but i'm i'm not going to comment like i've got no right to comment on what you're doing and it was a good training plan like it actually made sense but he had it written out in paper and, uh, and when i went back there like he was speaking to me about shows he was like oh you've done so well like you followed me on instagram and uh and i was like i've seen your strength he was like you're stronger than me and i was like yeah, it's quite cool that. like you know 
give him give me two three years and i went back there and i was like who was one of the strongest i'm stronger than and I, from a competition standpoint i've done more which is like pretty mental when you think about it and this is the guy who i was like when i was like 19 20 i was like blown away at. i was like this guy's yeah. a fucking alien so yeah it's, so it opened my eyes and i think that is one thing that you can get from from training with people who are stronger and maybe we are a little bit arrogant at times and we think we probably not saying we don't think we can learn but i just think it's like right we, we do what we do we definitely can but I think because we're in our we're in Little our in our ways and we have a good routine and we have a good dynamic that we know uh, that a lot of people if if we were to train with people like it, it takes away from that you know what I mean like like we've said before I don't think many people would add to it I don't think we'd get so much more out of a session with someone or whatever it may be it'd probably feel like not like you know they're getting in the way but it, because we're so used to just training as, as us two it would mm. feel a little bit sort of out of the ordinary but yeah in terms of what you were just saying about that like that is what holds most people back isn't it it's the mental limitations that you put on yourself so like you watching that guy pick up 240 you're like oh sound like there's no chance he's going heavier that's that's his top set or whatever yeah. and he's like oh i'll put a plate on and you're like what the fuck that's yeah. what most people that's what their thought process is all the time is that I, I couldn't go any heavier than that. Oh, there's no chance. Well, if you think like that, you're not going to, like, ever. If you think, oh, there's no chance I could do that, you'll never get there. You've got to visualise it. You've got to be able to try and visualise it yourself, otherwise it, it won't happen. Well, right, should we wrap it up? Um, how many, is it, you got many more? Because I've got probably, like, two more that we could literally do a speed run through. Yeah, I've got two more. Go. Right. Um, who's your favourite client? Uh that was from DP because I said he tagged me in a story and I was like, favorite client ever. Um, I don't have a favorite client. I have a few clients who I class more as like mates, friends, because I've built up a good relationship. Um, it's like a teacher. You shouldn't have favorites. You'll naturally have a few people you just connect really well with. Um, and there's probably like 10 of like, no, 20 clients I get on really, really well with. And then the rest, I'm like, I get on, I get fortunate, I get on well with pretty much everybody. Um, I'd say the same for you. Like, you don't have a, a, one particular client that you'd be like, he's my, my number one, would you? No, but I also but you don't have, like, think there's, there isn't any that you're like, oh, I really don't get on with them. Because no, no, that's the case, not. then you won't end up really coaching them for very long. Yeah. But like you say, and that's just life. Like, naturally in life, you click with some people more than others. Yeah. And often in coaching, it tends to be the ones that put the most effort in. So yes. that is usually what is quite nice as a coach is to have clients who are committed, who communicate, who put effort in. It's more than likely that you're going to connect well with those versus the people who don't chat to you, forget to check in, forget to send their photos. Like, which one do you think you're going to end up having a better relationship with? Exactly. What you put in is what you get out. Yeah. Your question, mate. If Reese was still natural, mate, you're not. You're not natural. Wait, this is news to me. I'm not getting off this podcast. This is a naturals only podcast. God, I'm so sorry, mate. No wonder AJ didn't talk to me the other day. He just blanked me. Yeah, he spoke to me. He was like, there's no chance you're coming on natural bodybuilding worldwide. Wait, you you're not even membership. You're shit. You didn't get the invite. I know. I didn't get the invite. Jack he, he Avengers. Yeah, you, you're not on it. Everyone's on it for you. I know. Every other natty but me. Fuck it out. They looked at your face and thought, must be the, the anadrol. That's yeah, the only that's reason. It. They must be the deep That's what it must have been. They thought, he can't still be nice. No, training with Reese as well. He's a big cheat. So he must be a big cheat as well. If Reese was still natural, how do you think you would compare physique and strength? I was pretty good as an athlete, if I'm honest. 
Probably like yeah, probably like we did before he was a big cheat where he was still good and strong. <laughs> yeah. Like if you were to look through I did a um uh, like a reel, like if you were to actually check that, I was natty up until twenty two. And like at nineteen and twenty, like I think I got a few comments like steroids.com on gear. I got a DM like on gear since sixteen, sad times. I was like, no. <laughs> Like, I, I always looked relatively decent. Like, I, I think a lot of people probably would have assumed looking at me, like, I was definitely smaller. I definitely wasn't as strong, but I was definitely, I was pretty decent for a night, all things considered. Yeah, you can tell, you can tell when people, like, especially people who take it seriously. Like, yeah. you can tell, for example, like Jack Richardson. Yeah, like, blown up. Yeah. Like, he, he went good naturally. Yeah, he was, <laughs> very, he was very, very good naturally, but you, yeah. 100%, he wasn't on gear, obviously. Yeah. And then he jumps on gear and he's like, fuck. Like, yeah. Like, that's when you can tell. And that's similar with you, really. Like, you were very good before, but you still had a, a nat- natty kind of look to you. You were still quite skinny, even when yeah. you were big. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just how it is as a natty. Like, you're not going to look dense and round. Like, some people do. Some people genetically can do. But still, like, yeah. you can still tell they're not natty. Or the well, or they are natty. You know what I mean. You can still kind of tell. There's some that are like, oh, like they're natty. You think, fucking hell, they look mint, and they yeah. look like they've got genetics as if they weren't natty. Like they look as if they've got those, like you know, they look in the same kind of traits. But that's very, very rare. But yeah, it's it wasn't as if when Reese was natty, he was massively different to now. He's just progressed at a faster rate. Yeah. To put it into perspective, I was like. 86 kilos come like two three in cuba and i was probably i would have been in stage condition like 82 83 and i competed last year at 92 to 95 so i had like eight to ten kilos less muscle but i still had very good shape like i, I if i was to throw up some photos you'd go fucking out like i would have been decent like i look at it and think i probably should do like a teen physique show i'd have been all right but yeah, uh good. yeah one of those one of those uh who actually asked that question if you don't mind me asking who was it? Harry Harry Austin. Harry Austin. Oh, that's uh, Gulliver's. Mate. Yeah, Gulliver's mate. Yeah, fair enough. The boys. Hopefully doing well. Gull, yeah, big goal. Big goal. Big goal, mate. Got uh, you know out of the group chat. Yeah, you left the group. Yeah, yeah, um, oh yeah. And then um, everyone was thinking of the upset goal, and then I couldn't add him back for some reason. So everyone was like, "Is goal okay, Reese? Is goal okay?" <laughs> so yeah, so goal is all good. Um, Jack Eagles shows for this year, um, probably none. Uh, if I'm honest, mate, uh, we'll see. I've got. I'm still a junior. I don't see know. where yeah. where you're going to be, so you can go and beat you. Yeah, imagine that's what he's just going to be like. Oh, I'll do. I'll do that show as well. Um, I do think I'll probably go up against Jack again. It'll be good. I reckon it will be. It'll be a good little battle. I'll uh, hopefully bring it back to one-one, and we'll have a we'll have a like a um, a three-way for for the best. Have a three-way. Is that with me? Am I involved? Hey, yeah. hey, hey, Jack Eagles, mate! You're really attracted. Do you mind if I have a three-way? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be like shows for this year, none, mate, unless you're doing one. And uh, and to be fair, as long as I can enjoy the post-show treats with you afterwards, mate, that'd be good. If I should just turn it instantly gay, <laughs> but like backstage, I'm just like, hey, mate, what are you doing afterwards? This, you're looking good. What are you doing after? <laughs> That'd be fucking funny. Um, right. Um, we've got have we got any more? Um, make a gym, you're only allowed four pieces of equipment, any brand to train in forever. Um, Cybex Bravo, number one. Um, best cable, everyone loves the Cybex Bravo, but any dual cable stack, I would choose four, four, four pieces, pieces of equipment, yeah. any brand. So, so cable, dual cable, Cybex, Cybex Bravo. Cybex Smith. Cybex Smith. 
Savick Smith. Yep. Savick Smith. Um, I'm not. I don't want to pick all Cybex, but Cybex hack isn't a bad shout. Yeah. And then Cybex. the Cybex, the Cybex squat press as well. <laughs> That's to be fair. That is actually probably yeah. what. Yeah, you, pull down, single arm row, dual row. I don't yeah, know. Do prime, prime, prime leg extension. What, instead of the squat press? I'm trying to think. Like, you could do a hamstring curl with it as well, a reverse. You could do a reverse. Yeah. That could be great. No, but if you've only got four bits of kit, you're not doing a hamstring curl elsewhere. You could do a dumbbell hamstring curl. We do it have only got four oh. bits of kit. A Smith, a Smith and a cable stack. Yeah. So that's those two, 100%. I think so you only got, choose one squat variant or leg press. You've got pretty much all your rowing and all your, your pressing and things like that you can do on those. Are we are we not including dumbbells or anything? Dumbbells and a barbell. Yeah. No. No, because I'm not Smith squatting. Fuck that. Yeah. Hack squat. Let's hack say squat. let's say no no dumbbells. Barbell. No dumbbells. But yeah. like barbells and plates are included. Yeah. Okay. Sabic Smith, Sabic Bravo, yeah. Sabic Hack, Barbell. I'd maybe choose the squat press instead of the hack because it is very good. Yeah. Any squat variant or leg press that isn't Matrix or Watson. Yeah. Techno Gym plate loaded pivot leg press. The GOAT. Use the goat. Um, Matrix tricep extension. One way you sat like this and you press down. The worst. That's, that's definitely in there. Yeah, definitely. Imagine um, if we did one well, like the most useless bits of kit. So the Matrix abdominal crunch. You said uh, that was good. Uh, you like that? No, okay, no. The the Atlantis <laughs> abdominal crunch, awful. Fucking horrible. Um, the bicep, I, the Watson preacher curl that you used. That is horrendous. The worst bit of kit. Pete came over. I told you because I was literally. I he heard me say it, I did. I was like, fuck me. What the. I was talking to myself. I was like, this is awful. I was like, what the fuck? I stopped. And then he came over again when I was doing the set and I was like, I'm stopping. I was like, that is the worst preacher cut I've ever used in my entire life. Worst bit of kit I've ever used. Um, the Watson lateral raise, because <laughs> you're too thick to, to grip onto. Yeah. Um, too light. Matrix, Matrix hack. But I feel like the Matrix hack. Nah, Matrix hack is all right. Yeah. yeah. I'd say the, the Matrix diverging... The Matrix diverging pull down. Now, starts here, ends here. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like this. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. Right, come on. That wasn't the question, and we need to wrap this up. Right, come on this, then. This is from Waboz. Waboz. Wink face, Waboz. Wink face. <laughs> Wink face, Waboz. Loves it. How to, how to approach weighted dip. Sets, reps, cues. Thanks for the podcast. No, thank you, Waboz, for listening. Yeah. Um, so you go over... You get yourself a belt and you attach weight onto it to the point where ideally you'd want to fail within a rep range that you're happy with. Now, if you're not strong enough and you have to do body weight, then do body weight. Focus on elbow extension to actually make sure an elbow flexion to actually for you to come up and down and don't just go in the process of dipping your chest and dipping your head into the bar. Make sure you stop being a patronizing twat. I mean, I'm trying to sound like David Attenborough when he's fucking well, demonstrating. When demonstrating what like a what what a goose does in the wildlife, like on a dip. <laughs> what a goose to... does in the wildlife. What a goose does in the wildlife. That doesn't yeah, even make featuring, sense. featuring David Attenborough. Right, a tricep dip. 
do them in body weight, mate. If you can get more than, let's do say... Do them on an assisted machine if you can't reps. do body weight. Yeah. If you can do more than 15 reps body weight, you might want to look to load. If you can then look to maybe micro load up, keep your reps probably within maybe a, I'd like to say a six to 10 rep range for a top set and maybe like a 10 to 15 as a back off, that'd be quite a good idea. Um, if you're safe and you can go a bit lower rep range, I think that's some benefit to it. But in reality, I'd probably keep them a six plus. I'd probably actually say like an eight plus if I'm honest, just based off like shoulders and how the movement feels. And, uh, and also just the safety of it when it comes to a lot of load. And, uh, and as mentioned, I'd focus on just trying to get the, the movement actually initiated through uh, your pecs and likewise your elbows to almost allow for that range of motion it's quite easy to get less range of motion at the actual joint itself that we're trying to really like say uh, to move so obviously the, the elbow and then likewise just dip into it and almost kind of create way like you're dropping your chest down and dropping your head down almost swinging back and forth uh, in relation to feet i always like my feet kind of crossed so i can have them uh, like planted against each other to create a little bit more stability and, uh, and obviously you'd want to brace very very hard prior to each rep it's quite easy on a, a dip to to rush and just be swinging around and just kind of going up and down what would you say mate for a dip you haven't done a dip in ages since the bin dips yeah since so my scapular issue still again that's you know if i can't do dips then it makes me think like dumbbell pressing probably not a good idea either even though it feels it, it doesn't feel painful during it but obviously it's just not not very stable um but yeah pretty much everything that you said mate i'm not gonna drag it out any longer is that, is that all your questions yes Perfect. All mine done. Right. Another podcast. That's it. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for the story tags. Catch you later.